spoiler warning, on today's episode we're talking about following fandoms, Harry Potter, Shadowhunters, Grishaverse, Throne of Glass, Akatar, and The Hunger Games. So if you don't want to hear about these fandoms at the moment, or haven't read these books, maybe skip the second half of the podcast, but we'd love to have you along for the journey, and let us know what you think. Happy listening! Welcome to Your Basic, the podcast where we avoid our adults' responsibilities and talk about reading YA fantasy. I'm your host, Danny, and I think after discussing this episode, we have come to the conclusion that I am a bit too single. <laughs> and I'm your other host, Deadly, and after discussing this episode, I've definitely realised I've got daddy issues. So, we're both a bit of a mess. <laughs> Brilliant. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about all things fangirl. Fandoms, fan fiction, all the good stuff. Yeah, we were kind of inspired by, I don't know if you guys have seen on the internet, but Destiel from Supernatural, um, spoiler alert, became canon. Uh, and we just thought the power of fandom, kind of especially in YA books, is such a big part of everything. So we thought, why not kick off our second episode by discussing it? Yeah, I think we definitely need to discuss it. Um, get everything out of the way, air all the dirty laundry, <laughs> so we can we all know what sort of fandoms we're a part of, and we can just... Yeah, and you guys can judge us freely, that's fine. We, we know that we're trash, uh, but it's fun we, to be trash. We acknowledge that. Yeah, completely. <laughs> What's life without a bit of trash? <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't have YA fantasy if you didn't have trash. So, um, exactly. Yeah. This morning, actually, I watched mm-hmm. um, the Yarlfest um, stream with Lee Bardugo and Cassandra Clare. Oh, really? That happened. Yeah, it happened in the early hours of this morning because obviously it's in America. Yes. And we are not in America. Um, but yeah, there's a whole stream on world building and it was really, really cool. It was really good to listen to like, yeah, it was really good that it's saved on, it's on Cass's story, um, at the moment, but it will be on the Yarlfest Instagram, um, for people to watch. So Mm. if you want to watch it, I definitely recommend it. It was really interesting, but those two are two of the biggest writers in most of the fandoms, um, (laughs) the YA fandoms at the minute so it was really good to see them both interact and talk about their um different styles and like how they their writing process um is different and what they do it's really good it's really interesting yeah I think world building is such an important part of books as well um because it's the part that we as fans kind of carry on after the books uh with like yes. fan fiction and art and like character creations and things it's kind of in that world that the author has created so i think that'd be really interesting to yeah. hear their thoughts behind that and one of the things that um lee said that made me think of this episode is that she writes all of her books to a point and she doesn't she isn't going to keep writing the same characters forever but she's happy that the fandom carries it on in fan fiction and, fa- and fan art. And that's what she likes to see. That's why she does it. She does, she kind of brings the characters' stories to a bit of an end and then that she wouldn't really go back to it. But yeah, that's really I thought cool. I was, that's I thought, a, oh, like, that's very nice relevant. Way. Yeah, definitely. And that's such a nice yeah. way for like an author to be about their fans. Absolutely. Because I think with so many, I think we're obviously going to get into it, but with so many 
books, the fandom, I feel, is more powerful than the source material. Absolutely, I agree. I think, especially one of your main fandoms is Harry Potter. She who shall not be named. <laughs> what the fandom have taken to be calling her now. Oh, have they? Yeah, we've, I think we've all really acknowledged that she's not a great person. But I think for a long time, Harry Potter has been about the fandom rather than the actual source Completely. material. Absolutely. I've gotten to a point in my life where I don't even know what's canon anymore. I don't know what's <laughs> canon and what's not and what we've made up. People keep saying things and I'm like, is that real? Like, or did we make it up? So the other day, I found out on TikTok that Sirius Black's middle name is not Orion. <laughs> That was made up. We made that was up. It? Was it? Really? Yeah. Oh it's, yeah, it's not canon. That was never mentioned. That's so wild. Like, it's never been mentioned in the books. I thought I, think, I would have yeah. like, died thinking that was canon. Literally. I, well, like, that's what I mean. Like, the fandom <laughs> is so powerful. Like, especially, I think, especially with Harry Potter, because it was kind of the the era of people that kind of started growing up with the internet or started realizing the power of the internet um and like places like tumblr and now tiktok where it kind of fandom was celebrated rather than something that you held to yourself Um, yeah absolutely and yeah and i think people kind of insert the the diversity that they wanted into harry potter into it and the character development that they wanted um definitely great yeah the main thing i love about harry potter is the marauders era and that's i think it's mostly because we had like the names of four characters and very little information on any of them and then everyone just decided to make up what they thought was real because she never gave us any information about their lives before they were adults or in james Lilly's case before they died yeah and that's what i like about it that we've just made everything up like that's that's Completely. just what it is now. Like we we made a brain cannon. <laughs> but <laughs> another thing that has been spoke about recently is that they want a pe- well, it's always been a thing that everyone wants them to do an adaption of the Marauders era into like a TV show or a film series or whatever. And like what you said, I don't know why people are asking. For- well, I do know why <laughs> because that was my whole dream for years. I understand why you would want it because it's good to see yeah. your. your- favorite things on screen but we're not going to get the diversity that we want we're not going to get the actors that we want because that's just not going to happen it didn't happen in harry potter it's not going to happen in this and they're going to make it match didn't happen in fantastic Fantastic beasts yeah that was their chance to kind of prove the the diversity was like a thing that they were going to stick to and they just haven't so yeah um, but I mean, especially, I've actually found the online Harry Potter fandom since all the kind of JK nastiness happened has been so much more vocal about kind of their beliefs and including characters of colour and trans characters and kind of bringing this own headcanon forward and really kind of making Harry Potter our own because I guess we all did grow up with it and it's all such a big part of us. Like, we all know what house we're in. Yeah. It's just kind of like a, it's like a, it was a cultural phenomenon. And I think to, we can't yeah. really turn it off. It's a really tricky thing. Um, It's very ingrained into our, into our lives, but yeah, we can like make our own. We've been very good at doing that. Like, for example, some of the, the fan cast, uh, they, they cast like, like so many different cultures. So like a lot of people fan cast the Potters as being like Asian. Um, oh. So they'd like be like hindu or sikh and they embrace like that religion like that side of it that's a one of the 
Amazing. fan that's very popular mm. and then obviously have Wolfstar yes. um, <laughs> that's a very like popular ship and then that that is uh, that's almost canon now I'd say <laughs> um, <laughs> apart from the fact but yeah um, and then you have like so many headcanons of like characters being asexual so a lot of people have Sirius Black as being um, asexual mm. as well or bisexual and I think that that's really great like all of these things are just really great to see. And like, you see it like people adapting characters to modern day as well because mm. um, they aren't set they're like set in the 70s. And I think really that's probably half the reason that they're so yeah, problematic. Oh, yeah, completely. It's like it hasn't – thing is, I think people are holding it to a standard of how we hold today's literature, forgetting that it is very old. Yeah. Um, and like yeah. we have grown and adapted, but obviously the source material can't do that. And I mean, they they could have done with Fantastic no. Beasts, but that's kind of a whole separate issue. But even like character, like obviously Tonks is very queer coded, yeah. and even Luna to an extent. And kind of, especially I always I always had canoned Rita Skeeter as trans, which I know kind of now yeah. seeing her storyline, it kind of does make sense. Um, but every she's described as having very masculine hands, drawn on eyebrows. Uh, fake nails, kind of a, a wider build, uh, but is still a woman. So as a as a kid, I just assumed that she was trans because I grew up in a household where I could ask. My mother works in mental health, so I could talk about those kind of things. Um, yeah. So that's just kind of how I always accepted Rita. I didn't even ever need it to be canon, I think. Yeah, and that's how I saw like Hermione, like where they described her as having big bushy hair and yeah, um, completely everything. That was like my hair. I was like, that's me. Yeah. I'm, I'm mixed race. Um, so I was like, oh, she she looks like me. Obviously, that's not the direction they went with um, in the films, <laughs> but definitely when I read the books, I was like, of course. I was like, of course she's. Well, yeah, it makes mixed race sense like, with like, her big bushy hair. Like... Her hair's like yeah, her hair's very textured. Um, it would make sense for that. Yeah, for that to happen, completely. I guess that's what she tried to do with Cursed Child, but yes, too much and too I, late, I guess. When when I saw Cursed Child, it it made complete sense. I was like, yeah, of course, yeah. But it's just kind of it is that thing of like, if it was like remade now, it would be much more diverse and much more. Well, we hope so. Yeah, that's but that's what they do. Like for example, with Lee Bardugo, um, in the uh, Grishaverse series that they're making on mm. Netflix, they cast that and they've made all of the characters extremely diverse. Um, yeah. It's very ethnically diverse. Uh, they, the main character, Alina, she's Asian. She's been cast as an Asian actress. I can't remember her oh, name. Um, but like, yeah, a lot of the characters and then some of the characters from like late other books are making an appearance yeah. in this series and they're um, POC and queer. And oh. yeah, they've just, adapted it like they weren't necessarily written like that in the book i mean they could have been i guess you can interpret it that way but they've yeah. definitely decided to adapt that they would because that's how it, that's it. we're in <laughs> yeah. 2020 like that's just completely and they, i, I think the um the biggest example you can see of that is i'm going to mention my favorite uh, series of unfortunate events um is in the original film uh all the cast is white like completely um, and they actually fired Daniel Handler, who is Lemony Snicket, from the film because he wanted to hire more racially diverse people. Uh, so they literally fired the author from the film because he wanted a diverse cast, but we're not going to get into that. Um, Sounds about right. 
yeah, and the Netflix series, he was at the helm again. So the cast is completely diverse. There's canon, like LGBT characters. Um, and when people on Twitter asked, like, oh, it's had some changes. He's like, yeah, when I wrote these books, like, 15, 20 years ago, of course, I'm going to, like, move them with where society is. Um, and also, like, yeah. of, of course, the, the snake charmer who travels to India isn't going to be white. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, so ridiculous. Yeah, Billy Connolly. I mean, he was great in the movie, but no, not a patch <laughs> on the the Netflix series, which is fantastic, um, and I definitely recommend yeah. it. And that's probably actually my biggest fandom uh, is series of unfortunate events. And I am in lots of like active groups on uh, Facebook and Instagram, and I cosplay from it, um, and kind of I'm involved in. I used to, on Tumblr, discuss all, like, people's theories because the books leave everything quite open-ended. Um, so yeah. there's a lot of kind of fan canon in my head. But, again, I can't really separate from canon canon. No, yeah, it's such a such a um, nightmare when you get right into the fandom <laughs> and, like, and everyone's got these things and you think, oh, yeah, that definitely happened. And, you, and then you go back and think, no, it actually didn't. Yeah. Um, I do that so much. <laughs> I read a lot of fan fiction. Um mm-hmm. I still do. I always have. To be honest, I, not as much as I used to. I used to stay up yeah. to like three in the morning reading fan fiction. Um, oh <laughs> and then my mum would come in and be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. And then I have to get up for school in like two hours. Oh my God. Oh my God. But I have no regrets. <laughs> but yeah, it's such a big, it's just a big part of like fandoms. And I even, have you ever written fan fiction, Deadly? Um, I think I, I tried to. Um, and I have you ever I've published it? No, I haven't published it. Uh, I've done. I've done like I used to. I think I mentioned to you in our planning run. I used to read X Men fan fiction um, about yeah. like kind of the mutants we didn't get really get to see much. And I used to do fan art of the fan fiction. Oh wow! And I, I used to do, and I've done like OCs and stuff, but I've never actually written fan fiction. What about you? Yeah, I've written fan fiction. I've published fan fiction. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. I I can't delete. I don't know. I don't know the passwords <laughs> for the accounts, so I, d- I can't delete them. They're stuck. Incredible. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll challenge I'll challenge all of you people listening to find the fan fiction that I wrote. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll give you a shout out. <laughs> yeah, but you just won't be able to find it because, but it's dire. Like it's it's absolutely oh, no. awful and i'll be so embarrassed if anyone if it ever like gets dug up that it was me that wrote that and then so mm. i didn't to the first one which is the worst one that i wrote i wrote it with three other friends oh who okay, i don't talk to anymore <laughs> oh okay yeah so yeah we just we're not we don't really talk um one of them i definitely don't talk to anymore but the other two yeah we just kind of like don't talk anymore but um they wrote it with me so if any of them decide to expose me i will not be happy because you're you're going down with it you're going down with it because you also wrote it and there's another one out there that's just it's it's, it's, it's honestly awful like i don't know what i was thinking and like sometimes i go back and read it to humble myself if i'm ever getting like too big for my boots I'm like oh yeah let's go back and read that dire fan fiction that i wrote because it's oh genuinely God. embarrassing i'll give you a hint it's Marauders fan fiction. Okay, okay. That's I mean, I could have getting. seen that coming. I definitely could have seen that coming. It's terrible. <laughs> like, it's so bad. Like, one, one time I was on Tumblr, 
I remember I was on Tumblr and I was strolling through and it was like, oh, worst, worst, like, fandom, like, worst fanfiction tropes. And, like, the fanfiction that we'd written hit every single point that they'd made as being the worst fanfiction tropes. We had them in that story. Oh, my God. It's embarrassing. Like, it's so bad. <laughs> but... Some fanfiction's bad. Some some of it's good. I mean, yeah, um, I've some read some fanfiction. I would argue fanfiction. is better than books. Yeah, yeah, I would argue it's better than books. Sometimes I've read better fanfiction than I have books. Completely. But some books, I'm not really sure how they get they, they get published anyway. <laughs> but some of it's just art. Like obviously, fiction even gets published into books. Mm. Um, like Kissing Booth. It's not good. Well, that, that's that's not fair for me to say, I guess. It's not my cup of tea. Okay, okay. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll watch every single film that they bring out. Have you seen The Kissing Booth? No, I haven't. You haven't seen The Kissing Booth on Netflix? No, I haven't. It's what, like what, ultimate chick flick. Give me, like, uh, a, a quick rundown. What's the premise? Oh, my God. Okay, so it's about this girl called, I want to say Elle. I think that's her name. I could be wrong. And she has like a guy best friend and they're like BFFs and they do everything together. And then her her BFF has an older brother who is a bit of a bad boy. He's like moody. He's like broody. He like just, he's too cool for school. He's a bit of a bad boy. He has a motorbike and like, obviously they don't get on very well. And then hate obviously turns into passion and then they like start seeing each other but obviously it's her best friend's brother so it's a bit taboo yeah yeah um but yeah so things happen due to that but it is cringe it sounds like absolute car crash have you never heard of it i think i it sounds familiar but i've just never i've i've heard of the kissing booth or whatever yeah is it called the kissing booth yeah Yeah. I, i haven't ever seen it though and i don't think netflix has ever recommended it to me so maybe i'm not watching enough, enough trash because i feel like that's something oh I my love. god yeah so obviously yeah, the kissing booth was on wattpad it was a wattpad oh was it fanfiction. oh my god yeah i don't know if it's fan fiction or if it was just a story um I mean, but then it got published WattPad, by wattpad and made into a book <gasps> yeah and then also after after by anna todd have you have you heard of that? No, I'm so out of the loop on these. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! So, um, after by Anna Todd is a is One Direction fan fiction. It's Harry Styles fan fiction. <laughs> Incredible. It's Fifty Shades of Grey, but with Harry Styles. Oh wow! And that was that was published on Wattpad, and then it got made into a book. Obviously, had to change all the names and stuff. And actually, yeah. and Harry Harry Styles has a restraining order against the author. <sighs> Oh my god! Because it's like see? it's really weird, but it's crazy. Well, it's not my cup of tea. I'll say that again. A lot of people love it, but it's yeah. not my cup of tea. But I'll watch every single film because it's just trash. And, and I, yeah, even I definitely think there's different types of fan fiction though. There's like my mum sold me to One Direction, or there's like <laughs> really, really, really well written stuff, which is like has like actual plot thought out and really beautifully written it's but it's i feel like whenever you say fan fiction to people they assume you mean the like 
I was told Wait, to One Direction on yeah, my 18th I, birthday. I woke up and yeah. my mum was telling me to One Direction on my 18th birthday. Yeah, literally. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, and I don't read that fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing is, like, you mentioned Fifty Shades, but that was Twilight fanfic. Um, exactly. Well, but Twilight is My Chemical Romance fan fiction. <laughs> I feel did like, you know this, that? No, I did not. Oh my god, that is mind blowing. Because yeah. our friend Hannah is a massive My Chemical Romance uh, fan, and she's yes. a massive Twilight fan. And yeah, she based Edward on Gerard Way. Um, oh yeah, that and then is, I think My Chemical Romance so made a song. Yeah, they made a song about what the house like. That, oh, that's yeah, so funny. I love Twilight that. Or something. That is iconic. Yeah. Oh my god. It's really funny. I think, and then obviously we said that um, the Mortal Instruments, that was... Yeah, that was uh, post-fanfic. That was Harry Potter fanfic. <laughs> Which was slightly problematic, but we, we love Cass. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I'm, no... <laughs> I'm sorry, it's, it's so funny. I just... It's really... Uh, but also, I think, I was listening, um, there's a, a creator called Cartoon... I think she now goes by Cole Evermore. She worked on the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series. Um, and she was saying that basically she got the job because she was writing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fanfic. Uh, and now she's working for... Iconic. Like, like, and, but then she was also saying anything that any creator does now, even if it's in canon, with pre-existing characters. So all of James Bond it now is fanfic because it's using pre-existing characters and they're giving it a new storyline. Exactly. So they, this so, is what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like fanfic is yeah. so ingrained into our, our culture now. Yeah, James James Bond is fanfiction. That's what yeah, we're getting from fact. this. James Bond is fact. literal fanfiction. And then, yeah, so... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if, and so, so if anything's who, really so made, any, anything that's like already has pre-existing characters that someone is creating a new storyline for out of their own head, that is fan fiction. Yeah, like all the Scooby Doo's, I guess, are fan fiction now. Yeah, completely. Bob because, the Builder, fan because fiction. Because what else would it be? <laughs> like, yeah, long yeah, exactly. Bob the fanfic. <laughs> Bob the Builder, X reader. Um, but it's POV. I think, uh, Oh my god. I definitely think everyone's mind goes to like the like the kind of childish or the really smutty fanfic rather than actually understanding that it's kind of a a way for the fandom to get more out of these characters that they've really loved or this world that they've really loved. Um Of course. I I um I really struggle with like letting go of Mm. characters. Like I am very much an advocate of if an author wants to write books and books and books and books and books about the same characters, I would buy every single book and read about those yeah. characters and I would I mean, never get bored. I don't so, yeah. believe I mean, exactly, that's why I love Cass so much, because she keeps <laughs> going and she keeps giving us content and I love it. We, we just I wish it every author did that. We've ordered three editions of the exactly. new book. I mean, of course we have. Why wouldn't we? Why doesn't everyone? That's my that's my like <sighs> understanding of it. Why wouldn't everyone milk it? Oh, I maybe. love it. So fan fiction is perfect for me. Um, 
so many authors just like think, oh, I want to do something new. And I'm like, I don't want anything new. I want <laughs> the same thing over and over again. Um, yeah. It's my favourite. I, I, that's, that's why I really so, struggle with like books that are just a one-off. Because I'm like, I, I need oh, a yeah, series. Same. I need to attach to these characters and then never want to let them go. I know, but especially sometimes, if it, to be honest, if it's one book and I know it's one book, mm. I can do it. I can do one book. I think, yeah, okay, I've only gone for one book. I know I'm not going to get a series from it. Sometimes it would, some series are better off being one book because mm. the first book's so good and then the second book is not good. Sometimes I'm like, should have just left it at one. But sometimes if I like, I'm obsessed, I get obsessed with it. I've had six books of a book. I'm thinking, just carry on. Give me another six. <laughs> You've made six. You can make a, you can make six more. We're Keep going. Now. Yeah, completely. They like, I'm like, oh, all like, all I ever wanted was more Harry Potter stuff. Like, so I was mm. like, I need Harry Potter fan fiction. I can't remember the first. Oh, so the first fan fiction. This is a really good opportunity for me to talk about how I got into fan fiction. Actually. Oh my god. Okay. It was completely. It was completely by accident. Yeah, so I was just Googling like things like Harry and Ron. And then oh, like no. Harry and Ron and Hermione and stuff. And then it comes up. Yeah. And it comes up like suggested underneath. <gasps> yes, I do. So yeah. Like clicking random things. Um so it came up with it came up with Dramione. I was like, what the fuck is that? I was like, what the fuck oh, is Dramione? No. Um, so I'm like clicking, like click Hermione. It came up with all these like edits of like Draco and Hermione. And I'm like, oh, oh what the hell? Bearing in mind, I've never, I've never shipped Draco and Hermione. I don't ship it. Yeah. I'm so there, like, I mean, oh my god, what is this? I'm like intrigued. I've never seen anything like this. Probably even I've never even heard of like mixing two people's names together for mm. one. Like I just thought, like. Didn't even know, I didn't even know what shipping meant. Like, I didn't know anything. Yeah. So then I click on this thing, and I'm, I'm clicking Jermione, and it comes up with this thing, and it's, like, the Jermione Awards. And I was like, what the fuck is that? So obviously, me being curious, I just clicked it, went to this page, and it was this whole website called the Jermione Awards. And I was like, oh, my God, what the hell is this? Oh so I'm clicking God. random things, like, first place, second place, this and the other, I click this thing, I've, I've read this fan fiction, don't know what it's called, I really couldn't tell you, it was the darkest, oh, like, no. oh my god, what the, I, kept, I don't even know how I wasn't traumatised from that, because it was just, <laughs> it was pretty much, it was pretty much fan fiction about, like, if Voldemort won, so if Harry oh died, yeah, um, and it was like, it was horror. it was it was like Hermione was like some slave. Um, oh. It was horrific. Like, when oh I tell God. you, it was bad. First and draft then, of Cursed Child. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> well, when I watched Cursed Child, and it was like they were keeping them as like, you know what I mean? Like, I won't get yeah. spoilers on it. You've you've seen it, Lee. Like, there's like a whole bit. Yeah. Spoilers for Cursed act. Child. Second and act. Now. Yeah. Second act where there's like bit with like muggleborns where they keep them in cages mm. oh my god that's pretty much what happens in this fan fiction i'm telling you like i was 12 13 <sighs> years old so this is good 10 9, 9 10 years ago i read this i like it was like fan fiction where draco was like the only nice one and he like he like hermione was like his slave like <laughs> no. why i kept reading fan fiction after that <laughs> is beyond me 
but I didn't read oh, stuff like that no. after that. But it was just crazy, and like I was like, oh god. And then after that, I was like, oh maybe there's some other things. And obviously, I found all the nice, yeah, the nice fan, like the nice fan fiction and stuff. But that was like my first. That's how I discovered fan fiction. Oh my god, I'm trying to think how I. Oh, I know how I discovered fan fiction. Buckle up. Um, so I used to be on a website called DeviantArt, um, oh, which. Well, yeah, which, like, I used to use it for doll photography because I'm a doll collector. Um, but one day I was, like, searching up anime fan art because I used to be a big weeb. I probably still am. Um, and I came across... I probably still am. <laughs> I definitely am. Um, I came across, I think it was Naruto, not really dating myself, um, like a Naruto picture with Sasuke, and I was like, ooh, this is spicy. Um and I was, again, probably about 12, 13. Um, and I was like, oh, should I look at this? And then underneath there was fanfic, uh, like, in the description. And I was like, what is this? Yeah. Um, and from there it was like, oh, so I can actually look for characters I actually like and, like, yeah. get more. Um, and then Monster High happened, which, again, links to that kind of dog collecting thing. And people used to write Monster High fanfiction, um and like self inserts and stuff and so i used to read them a lot because i was obsessed and that's kind of where my understanding of fandom came from really it's always by accident isn't it you never hear people i guess now i guess it'd be different because it's very widely known but it's always by accident like now there's like tiktoks of people talking about the best places to find it it's mad and like people are like shifting. Oh my god, I don't even know what that is. Like I can't yeah, what, even what is shifting? We're probably aging ourselves now, but what is shifting? Well shifting's like I don't know a lot about it, but it's like I think people it's like you you tra- you teleport <laughs> you... <laughs> So you um <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, you so you shift um, uh-huh. to an alternate universe so this alternate universe would be where Harry Potter is an actual so where magic exists uh... um, so you, so people are going and then like they shift and then they're like at Hogwarts so it's where it's a universe where Hogwarts is, is real or so if, so if you wanted to shift for example the X-Men like you were saying earlier you shift yeah. to a place where Mutants, mutants exist real. Oh. and all of the characters from harry potter or x-men are, are real they're not yes. fictional there they are real people and you insert yourself into the into the mm-hmm. situation so you would insert yourself into into like yeah into their so lives. it's like like an elevated self-insert or x-reader kind of yeah where you are actually people are actually take putting themselves into those situations so they are taking they are actually doing them I mean, uh, it's not for me. Uh, yeah, it's a different. I mean, it's a different it's... world from like coffee shop AU's that we grew up with. Oh, coffee! I love a coffee shop AU. They're my favourites, to be honest. Well, the but, fact yeah, that Shadowhunters, not... the TV show, literally did a coffee shop AU episode with Java Jace. Stop it! I've never even thought of it. Like that coffee shop AU. And it, That's it, my it's an alternate universe. It's an alternate universe. <laughs> I'm stupid. Why didn't I think that obviously it was AU? Like, it was a nod to AU. <laughs> yeah, that's why he's in a coffee shop at Alex's, Alex's party. And they do like a mat, like a, like a ball. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm stupid. 
I'm like the it queen of fanfiction. Clarice, I didn't even know that that was. Clary's self insert fanfic. It was great, <laughs> honestly. If you and watch then, like, any episode. Valentine's Day. <laughs> Valentine's was cosplays. Oh, yeah, you're going to. It's not your cosplay thing, is it? And I was like. Yeah, they didn't talk about cosplay. Oh, my God. Man, Shadow, you should watch the Shadowhunters show if you haven't, because that and the fandom of the Shadowhunters is wild. Um, yeah, that's enough. But yeah, and that episode like is it. literally fan fiction. Oh my god! Wow, that's that's that makes it even better for me. Oh, completely. Nerdy Izzy is like our our fan oh, canon. I love Nerdy Izzy. Yes. Oh my god. Oh. That's like, anyway, that's actually, yeah. it's so um, good. <laughs> yes, yeah, okay. I love that. Back, back on track. Um, so, so, yeah, shifting. Is that, like, on TikTok, then? Because I feel like a lot of fan fiction no. has, uh, like, transported itself over to TikTok in the form of, like, POVs. Um, and, like, there's obviously the big side of, like, Draco TikTok. Um, yeah. And that it's not, kind of... Yeah, it's not on... I guess it's not on... Not on TikTok, because you are actually doing it. Oh, so yeah, you're doing it. Yeah, no, that's there. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so they, like, see. script it. I think it's the whole thing where they script it, where they script it so they uh... talk about... But, so they, they, they script that Draco's in love with them. So I guess it's like okay. fan fiction in the sense. Yeah, it kind of is. It's like a, um, a new a new version. Um, but then and like, that kind of it, they, it's real. So yeah, like, definitely. And I feel like it's weird because I definitely think fandom over the years has changed. I think, especially since Tumblr kind of went under, um, like shipping and stuff is kind of very different. Um, and I think we feel like as humans, oh, we still we still do ship because it's kind of our something in our brain. It's, it's like I like these two it. characters. Yeah, completely. Um, I'm trying to think. And you of you romanticize things that you want to happen to yourself. Yeah, really, completely. And I definitely think what people I I'm always I think I never try and judge people's ships because. Uh, a ship is something very personal to you. It's kind of what you want out of a relationship or what you are kind of projecting um, or what you want mm-hmm. to explore, really. Um, so if someone has a weird ship, I'll just be like, okay, because I, I'm i not in their head, so I can't really understand what that means yeah. to them. I'm at the I'm the same, but to an extent. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, we, Jason, we don't ship like... Yeah, obviously, like, not incest or anything. But if, yeah. if someone said to me, like, this ship, like, for example, like, Dread Hermione, or from, like, mm-hmm. a lot of people ship Fred and Hermione. That's odd. And I just yeah. don't see that. But I don't think, I don't go, uh, no, obviously, mm. Ron and Hermione are canons. Obviously, they're, like, I would go, yeah, fairs, you ship that. I don't ship it. But yeah. I guess to a point, like, I'm very passionate about certain things. So if someone, yeah. for it, this is very good, like, the key example of this is when people sh- like ship Snape and Lily. I hate oh, yeah. it. I hate it for many a reason because he- Snape is not a good person. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's when I'm like, I might have an argument with you about that. But in general, well, I agree with you. Yes, if someone ships something yeah, well, different to me, I'm I like, think yeah, it's yeah. as long as it's a healthy ship. 
is kind of the yeah. like with shadow hunters there are people who remember in the facebook groups there was someone who shipped luke and clary and luke's like uh clary's father figure which is kind of and yes, even though we will right. dive into that in a second, how much daddy issues I have, I still am like, uh, no. Um, you you don't have daddy issues where, in a sense that you want no. to... No, not like an actual dad. Bigger. No. <laughs> <coughs> uh, yeah, no, not like that. But no, mine yeah, are, like, Mine are in the more It's inappropriate. Natural, yeah. Completely. Like, and we I all think... like a bit of a strange thing. Like, that's fine. Oh, yeah, we, completely. Like, I, I really like teacher student aides for some reason why mm-hmm. i don't know it's really inappropriate it's not right but i like it's reading pro- yeah it's I don't know. something in your psyche that likes them exactly well like uh we'll get into it in a minute we're going to talk about book boyfriends but um a lot of my characters are the kind of more not father figures but more kind of imposing older males <laughs> Yeah, um, I think that's probably the segue just, into the, the. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it because I really love this. This is a, a theory that Danny has come up with uh, for book boyfriends. Uh, and I'll, yeah, you can, you can yeah. introduce it. So, my theory is all book boyfriends fall into four categories. There's four categories, and I could fit every single book character who's nice. Well,. I can fit every book, like pretty much most book characters who people like, you know, the traditional book boyfriends into those four categories. Yeah. Um, so I've come up with names for them. So we've got the broody boys. These are the, these are the ones that, these are the characters that are just, oh, they're full of angst. They've had a hard life, bless them. They <laughs> have grown up maybe without parents or something bad's happened to them and they, they hold guilt in their heart and mm-hmm. they just think that they aren't ever allowed to be happy. They aren't Tragic allowed to backstory. love. Yeah. They are the broody boys. Um, yeah, so that, that's that's the number one. Then mm-hmm. we go on to, the, to my personal favourite, the cheeky chaps. They are the ones that use humour as a coping mechanism. They're the jokers. <laughs> They're loud. They've got the, they've got the witty one-liners. They're, they're always grinning. They, they, they want to diffuse the tension. They want to lighten the situation. They've always got a smile on their face. They're the great characters, you know. They're light. They're funny. They're charismatic. Those, type, those types of characters. Mm-hmm. Then you've got... Um, oh, here we go. <laughs> the gentle... <laughs> you've got, well, we'll leave yours till last. We've oh, got the God. gentle gents. These are the soft boys. These are the boys that you want to protect with your entire lives. That they're, they're sweet. They're caring. They're just, they're just, oh, they're just soft. You know, yeah. you just want to look after them. They're angels. We just want to hug they're them. Like the, yeah. You just want to protect them. Like they, they deserve, they deserve all the happiness and love and protection. And yeah, you've got those. And then mm-hmm. <laughs> the dangerous daddies. Now these. We are the older men they're the older guys they're a bit they're mature they're they're also they're held to a certain standard so they're always introduced as being legends this guy's a legend you don't mess with him he's scary like he he's uh he's got he's badass you know um yeah and people are like 
maybe a little bit scared of him, intimidated by him. He's got something like he's always got a scowl on his face. If this if this guy's older and he scowls, he's a dangerous mm. daddy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think we're gonna go through all. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> but boyfriends and tell you what what category they fall into. Ready you to get cancelled. Oh Deadly. my god. Am I going through my whole list or just one at a time? We'll do one each. One, one, okay. You do one, I'll do one. Okay, well, this one we share, my first one, uh, is Thomas Cresswell yeah. from uh, Stalking yeah, Jack the Ripper. Uh, he is a broody boy. He is a textbook broody boy. Um, completely, kind of, has that good old tragic backstory, a little bit kind of doesn't know social cues, uses yeah. sarcasm as a kind of deflective me- mechanism. Yeah, he's oh. absolutely. And he's yeah, a bit and I yeah mysterious is dark. Mysterious, and I often find with Broody Boys, they're like the best in their field. So they're like yeah. really good at what they do, and they don't have many friends, and they're just mysterious and. Uh, and then as the character gets to know them, they kind of open up and you fall in love with them completely. Um, and that yeah. is Thomas Cresswell. What about you? What's your first on your list? That's, that's very similar to my one on my first wit- <laughs> no. list, which is Will Herondale. Ugh. Will Herondale is the ultimate broody boy. He's he just oh, he doesn't he doesn't think he deserves love. He's cursed. He's Oh, he's yeah, just so... reckless. He, he'll throw himself into any situation. Like he, he doesn't care for his own life. So he's from yeah, The Infernal loves... Devices by Cassandra Clare, which yeah. is the prelude yes. to Mortal Instruments. I forget everyone does not everyone knows who Will Herondale is. Um, <laughs> yes, he's just oh, he's so broody. He, he's just he is just the epitome of broody boy. Like he's just he gave broody his name. Yeah, he's sure. he's the poster child for broody. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, um, he is. He's got too many emotions for one one small man. Exactly. Poor boy. <laughs> okay. Okay. Do you Ooh, want to say your my next, one? Yeah, my next one is Rowan Whitethorn from the Throne of Glass series who is very clearly a dangerous daddy. Um, so he is introduced kind of midway into the series, I would say. Um, he's third book in, yeah. Third book, yeah, so midway. Um, and he's kind of heralded, as, as Danny says, this kind of legend, an amazing warrior, very standoffish, very aloof. Um, and then uh, kind of, yeah. again, as you get to know him, you really kind of get to see why he is the way he is and how he got to where he is. Uh, and that is he's kind of older, yeah, my... Well. Yeah, completely. He's older. He's got a scowl, the kind of the signature scowl. Um, and that is literally my kryptonite. I'm just... And he's also got white hair, which is another off my list ticket. And tattoos. God, <laughs> I really do have a type. Okay, uh, we'll yeah. move on to your second one. Um, my second one is another Herondale (laughs) it's James Herondale Um, he's he's like his dad he's also he's from the uh, Last uh, Hours is it Last Hours? sorry yeah that's it the Last last Hours hours. series by Cassandra Clare he's Will Herondale's son 
Um, oh, he's a baby. Yeah, he's, 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 he's a broody boy, but I think he has the potential to be a cheeky chap. Mm. He's broody because he's not had the best the best time through childhood because he's a little bit different. Um, he's a bit different. He's he's got a he got a bit bullied at school, so it's mm. turned him a little bit oh dark. But he's not quite as broody as his dad. Um, he's <laughs> he's just he's just a little bit lost bless him he needs to find his way but he's got to get do some brooding before he gets to the point where he could be a, a cheeky chap i think he's yeah. very self-sacrificial like his dad <laughs> he shares a lot of traits with his dad but i think in being his own person and obviously being half his mom half his dad i think he can he could get to the cheeky chappy you know yeah i, I think definitely I've think got he faith could. in him but yeah definitely he's a broody point at this point. yeah we'll see well, that's. I think that's yeah. also the thing is they can change as the series go on because we've only had one book of Last Hours so far. Um, they and... can, they can. The the book boyfriends can change. They can fit into more than one category. Yeah, I they think. can. They can evolve you, like you Pokemon. Have two categories. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, like Rowan is a dangerous daddy, but he can also be a broody boy. I think. Oh, definitely. Yeah, they. It kind of is an overarching theme between book boyfriends they they should probably by the end be able to fit into all four boxes um yeah okay so my third one is thorn from the lunar chronicles carswell thorn uh he is he's a cheeky chappy isn't he yes he is um 100 oh completely uh i he's the first kind of character of that character type that i really was like oh i love him um because i'm again usually a broody or a dangerous um but he is literally a goofball um who kind of cares too much really um and his uh his kind of story arc throughout the series is really fantastic and cress is also my favorite character um and they have a lot of interaction so i think that probably uh affects my my judgment on him but i really love him and he's and luna chronicles it's probably the ya series that i would recommend to everyone um yeah it's the one i always say because it's only four books um of the main story uh and kind of it's just a really fantastic modern retelling of fairy tales it's really diverse and interesting mm. and yeah definitely yeah, I, I love Thorne. He's just, he's, oh, he's yeah, great. he's ultimate cheeky chap. He definitely fits into that, that, um, yeah, that category section very well. He's comfortably in there. Um, mm-hmm. My third one was Rowan, but we've already spoken about <laughs> Rowan, so I'll go on to my fifth one. Yeah, he's Cassian from Actor, A Court of Thorn and Roses. He is just the love of my life. You know, <laughs> I think, you know what, I'm going to go with Cass- Cassian's a cheeky chap for me because he's, he's like, in your face, he's, he's funny, he's always got something to say, he's witty, but you know what, he's a little bit of a soft boy, so I- I'm going to put him in, in the in the gentle gents as well, but a little, mm. only a little bit. Yeah, because as, I think as his, it grows. His main persona, yeah, his main persona is that he's like a lad, he's like... yeah. Center of attention. He's funny. He's just you know, 
got that big personality, makes him a cheeky, cha cheeky chap, but he's also a little bit of a soft boy. He's like, oh, I want to protect my friends, you know. He's got a little bit of a soft spot for Nesta, which is oh. sweet, and I just think he gives up. And he's like got such a good little relationship with um, Feyre, in like a sense that they're like brother and sister. They're so yeah. cute, and I just think oh, I just love him so much. I die for him. I love him. And as soon as I read it and I met him, I was like, oh. he's a bit of a himbo, you know. You know, like he really is. He's complete himbo. Yeah, he's like big war, like um, guy who's like really muscly and he's like, but it, he's not the like. I don't want to say he's, he's not. He's not stupid. He's not stupid. He's, no. he's smart in a different sense. Like he, he's a good war strategist and yeah, he's good I at feel keeping like... his team together and his. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely his character trait is kind of like lad fun joker but still yeah. kind of yeah, completely. Okay, what's my next one? Oh no, yeah. this is where my list starts to divulge. Um, okay. Next one on my list is Gwyn of the Hunt from oh, what series? It's... Well yeah, Shadowhunters. He's in a few. A lot of our list is from Shadowhunters. Um, as you've probably guessed by now, we are complete trash um, for the angel people. But Gwyn is not an angel person. So um, so Gwyn is the leader of the Wild Hunt, which is the kind of uh, like the fairy uh, ride of the dead, basically. Um, and he is definitely firmly in Dangerous Daddy territory. Um, yeah. So he's kind of famed as this always kind of like Ares, um god of war um character so very foreboding ominous scary uh, and then through uh the the lady midnight series um we kind of have got to see more of his character um and he's fantastic and i really love him and again he is that kind of I mean, he's definitely older. He's like an eldritch being, but um, yeah, he's old. <laughs> he's old as shit. Yeah, completely. And I, he has a without too much spoilers. He has a really interesting relationship with Diana, um, and I really relate to Diana on many levels. Um, so I definitely think that has like made solidified me more. But I think before even his relationship with Diana, I was like, hi, hi, sir. Um, yeah, yeah, and he, I think I have a lot of interest in kind of like fabled characters, like these amazing like kings and characters of old that you actually meet and they're actually people. Um, yeah. So that's the thing with like Rowan as well. It's like, oh, he's this, he's like he's Rowan, and everyone's like, oh, but actually, when you get to see their personality, it gives them so much more depth. Um, and that's what I really like. Yeah, I like Gwen. I like Gwen, oh, not in a romantic honestly, sense, but I do like him. He's an interesting character. Yeah, I would. I would marry Gwen, literally, happily. Take yeah. me off on your yeah, ghost horse right now. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, my next one is another cheeky chap, uh, Fred Weasley from Harry Potter. Hey. I love Fred. Everyone knows Fred. He's just he's just like cheeky. That's that's all I can that's all I can describe him as. He is literally a cheeky chap. Like he's a joker, he owns a joke shop. 
Christ. Well, he did. <laughs> he owned a joke oh. shop. He, uh, he's funny. He just makes jokes every every turn. That's just what he is. He just makes people laugh, and I like to laugh, and that's why I like Fred. And I used to read Fred and Angelina fan fiction. Oh my god, Angelina! I could definitely see you relating with Angelina. Yeah, I love her. Uh, Yeah. Wait, so So like, "Mm, let's pretend I'm Angelina. I haven't read or watched Harry Potter in a long time. Which one? Which twin is the Mm -hmm. twin that loses the ear? George. George. Okay, that tells me all I need to know. Um, And. and Fred yeah, loses Fred's his the, life. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, one loses an ear, one loses an ear, the other loses a little bit more. Um, okay, next on my list. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah, next on my list, which is kind of related, uh, is Voldemort. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> listen, okay, so I don't know if I stand by this one now. But definitely growing up, and, and like, yeah, Tom Riddle to an extent, but like, mostly Voldemort. Like, Tom Riddle was great, but I just love that snake looking bitch. Like, I don't understand why. I think because I love fantastic villains, but he is literally the worst. And I'm like, think, when I think about it now, I'm like, how? How? Um, and I also, I really love snakes. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, I'm sorry. I think it's, it's so it's funny. His, like his power and his yeah, and he's so dramatic. It's not even fun. And, like <laughs> completely. Yeah. And like so, I used to um, back when we had VHSs. Woo! Um, I used to wind back to the scene. You know where he goes to kill Harry's parents? Oh my god! Uh, and and he yeah. opens the gate and like walks dramatically into the house with this like swirling cloaks. I was like, yeah. that is the coolest thing ever. I also, I mean, my favourite character for Harry Potter are the Dementors, so I'm probably very messed up. Um, but... <laughs> um, each to their own. Uh, yeah, but I, th- I think it's... Uh... This I have an asterisk with, because I'm like, this was teenage me. Me now is like, he is a war criminal. Um, but... Oh my gosh! Well, I mean, you can find someone like attractive in the way that they are, and not that, not, not their, not, not their beliefs. Obviously, I would hope it's not their beliefs because he's a fascist. Oh but... my god! Literally, I yeah, I see where like, you're going from now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I should hope you're not a fascist. But Imagine. No, like you've said, like it's his drama and his like. It's the, yeah, like, it's you know the sense I mean? of like, theatre, the like. Day. Especially when, yeah, like, and in the final battle when he does the announcements over the school, and it's like, Harry yeah. Potter, come to die. And it's like so, like, interesting. And his whole struggle You're with like, the Horcruxes. Yeah, I'm like, yes. So basically, Cursed Child yes! is a self, self insert for me and Bellatrix. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, and that's I, that's what I found really funny is when you put Fred, I was like, oh, do I have anyone from Harry Potter? And I was like, oh my god, how how am I like? <laughs> and I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll move on to you now because I'm about to be stoned to death. Yeah, that's really funny. Yeah, sorry, that was me today. I love, love that. <laughs> so my next one was Thomas. So I'll skip over that one because we've already spoke to, yes. about Thomas. We're going on to. Um, Dmitry Belikov from the Vampire Academy series 
Um, he's Dangerous Daddy. He's not really old, but he is older. He's older than Rose by a good couple of years. Okay. okay. I want to say, like, seven years. Oof. Um, I mean... That's a good... Dis- yeah, it's a bit... Yeah, anyway. I mean, I'm not in any place Dimitri. to judge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's, it's fine. Dimitri's, like... He's, like, the main... One of the main characters in the book series. He's just... When we first meet Dimitri, he like just he just is just like a powerhouse. Like he's a legend. Everyone describes him as being a god. Um, he's literally like everyone's like, oh yeah, Dimitri's a god. Like that's what he's like. He's just like phenomenal. He's a, a vampire. He's an evil vampire hunter. That's that's it's in his loosest term. I'm not going to go into it. That's obviously not what they're called. But for argument's sake, he's a badass. Um, vampire hunter evil vampire hunter he he's really cool he just gives off like he's just yeah he's like a bit of an instructor so like i guess that's where like i get my like teacher yeah the teacher student. like mm-hmm. he's, he's a bit of a teacher to to rose who's the main character who's in vampire academy okay. and his love interest and yeah he just he's just really attractive he's like got long hair like long dark hair and i'm like oh that's just a bit of me i just love long hair in a guy Actually, the more I, hair. yeah when i look at your list i'm like oh long dark hair okay yeah that does make uh, sense you'll see more with long dark hair so we'll carry on with the list you go next <laughs> oh my next one is my favorite is alec lightwood from shadow hunters surprise surprise um so um, alec is a, definitely a broody boy. Um, he is kind of. Um, we, we're going to do a spoiler warning before the podcast anyway. Um, but he is closeted gay in the first book. I think he comes. They Clary like susses him in the first book, right? Yeah, it's the first book. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, oh, and he's like, what? Um, and he kind of has to come to terms with being himself throughout the series of Mortal Instruments, which is fantastic. And Magnus, as a character, was a character I really relate to anyway. Um, and so I could really see why he was attracted to Alec, because, um, again, I feel like I'm very similar to Magnus, and Alec, as a character, yeah. is kind of what I love. Um, which is probably Definitely. why their relationship is so... That's probably my favourite ship, um, and it's canon. Yeah. We your OTP, and my OTP completely. Um, and I really think Cassie wrote Alec really well, and she's talked in interviews about talking to her actual like LGBT friends to try and get a good read on like how it is growing up closeted and having to come out and having to kind of deal with that experience. And also, she made him like a freaking angel warrior so it was more than that was all his character he has much more but it was really interesting to be able to kind of see his character arc develop and he's got those pretty blue eyes that are just just gorgeous i completely understand where you're going from matthew daddario playing him in shadow hunters was perfect i'm not i don't i wouldn't say that i like I love Alec, but he's never been really like on my list of book boyfriends until I watched Shadowhunters and I was like, oh, shit, <laughs> I love you. Um, but I, he's not on my list, but I still I love him. He's so well. I so think perfect. it was it was very 
I find, as I've said, I think I've said it before, but Cassie always, uh, her books always hit a beat with me where I am in my life. Um, So Alex's storyline was kind of when I was in secondary school um, and kind of trying to discover myself anyway. Um, And when I was reading, I was like, oh, I'm really interested by like this Alec character. And then when Clary was like, oh, you've got a crush on Jace. I was like, my mind is blown. Um, Yeah. And then kind of as it's it's grown, she has much more fantastic, diverse characters as well. And I kind of find myself drawn to them as well. And then when plot points are brought up about them, I'm like, oh. Um, So I definitely think he's always, he's probably my number one book boyfriend because he was so important to me as a teenager. Yeah. And then when you, the way you describe that, I'm like, oh yeah. Cause Izzy's my favorite character. I'm like, yeah, mm. I'm so much like Izzy. Like, you know, when, when Clary tells her, she's like, oh, is Alex, is Alex um, gay? And she's like, you fucking tell anyone I'll kill you. And I was like, that is just me. <laughs> I was like, that's just me vibe all over. Cause yeah, just, that's just literally exactly you. I'd be. I'd be like, shut the fuck up. I was like, yeah. And what? That's just so yeah. So yeah, it's, it's that is actually that. yeah. Izzy is so you. Yeah, I completely. Whenever I read it I now, know. I'm just like, yeah, that's Danny. I mean, I'm not going to pretend great. I didn't I base it. my life on her and Ginny Weasley, but um, that's my whole personality now. <laughs> yeah, completely. <laughs> <laughs> but I also think that's a big part of why we read books because we find so much about ourselves from them. Yeah. Definitely. I agree. Um, who's my next one? Okay. Oh, next oh, one. Your next one's a good Finnick one. Finnick O'Dare. Finnick oh, O'Dare yes. in his underwear um, from the Hunger Games. <laughs> Where's Finnick? Oh, there oh, he is. Oh. oh, my God. Wow, were we in 2013 Tumblr? Um, yeah, I love him. He's just... <laughs> lovely he's like funny he's witty he's like fancy a sugar cube i'm like yes put the sugar cube in my mouth please um i fancy him oh as soon God. as i met him in the hunger games i was like my life's complete thank you stephanie mayer stephanie mayer that's not the right person suzanne collins i don't know what crack i'm on but um stephanie I was like, thank mayer thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> she could never <laughs> no um yeah he's just he's just funny he's witty he just does not care he makes her he makes Katniss uncomfortable because he can and he thinks it's amusing just things like that he's just making him a cheeky chat he's also a bit of a soft boy when it comes to Annie oh Annie but man I, Hunger I Games I loved so much it's such a good book series yeah. Actually, you mentioned Stephanie yeah. Mayer. We don't have anyone from Twilight on our list, but I just thought, why don't we quickly? Yeah, because we have hoc. taste. Yeah, but like at the time, who was who? What team were you on? I was on Team Jacob, but that's because I thought it was hot. <laughs> not because I thought they should be together. That's not because True. I thought they should be together. I thought it was hot. I mean, I was Team Jasper. I don't like Edward, and I don't like interested. Jacob. Yeah, I literally You're only cared about Team Jasper. Jasper. Like Jasper was even a team. No, well, Jasper for me, not for Bella. Ooh. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, okay. Shall I go on to my next one? Yeah, if you want. Oh my god. Why are these all from Shadowhunters, Danny? Like, literally all of them are from Shadowhunters. <laughs> yeah, I oh my god, all sp- of yours are. I want to scream. Okay, Oops. okay. Um, 
So, should I just run through the Shadow Hunters and then we can move on? Or should I keep yeah, coming you were, back? You're, yeah, because I only have and I only have one other one from, from Oh yeah, you there, do. So you okay, I'll quickly on. run through, yeah. then you can go to your one and then we can move on to other series because we should have just done a whole Shadowhunters yeah. section. Um, yeah. So, Gemcast says from uh, the Infernal Devices, which is uh, the same s- series that Will Herondale, Danny's first one, is from. Um, so he is definitely a. Oh, where's my list gone? <laughs> He's definitely a broody boy. Um, he has some issues. He's um, frail and <laughs> kind of frail. Yeah, well, he Just is a bit. dying. Um, but I kind of. <laughs> My my goth teenage heart was like, oh my god, he's dying. It's so romantic. Um, because I, I have a thing for like vampires and kind of that that <laughs> obsession with the macabre. Um, and his whole like journey with Silent Brothers and thing is so interesting and great. And I'm, gra- I'm glad we've got more stories with him. With um, the Shadow Market book. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it was really, and we got kind of more insight into a lot more characters through that book, which was really great. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, and then my next one is also a casters, uh, which is Alistair from the new Last Hours series. He is fantastic. Uh, he is a broody boy, uh, and I I feel like I just want him to be happy, basically. <laughs> because he's got a lot of yeah. Uh, he's kind of got like early Alec feelings. He needs a lot of psychological evaluation. Yeah, he's just angry at the world, um, and he just he just needs love. That's the thing. Uh, and then he, yeah. through his own hubris, has messed up his chances at that uh, because Whoops. he lashed oh, wow. out at pe- the wrong people and was horrible in his past. Is trying to atone for that, but has. Yeah, it's. it's I think his story is going to be really, hopefully, really good. Um, and I just want him to be happy, you know? Uh, and then yeah, related to that is Thomas Lightwood, because, yeah, I want that. That, that is my current Shadowhunter ship, which we don't know if they will be canon. We hope. But Alistair and Thomas yeah. is like... All, all of yours are um, Lightwoods and Carstairs. <laughs> I know, they are. I haven't I got one win. Herondale. Nearly all of mine are Herondales. Weird. That's so funny. That is weird. Uh, yeah. <gasps> Funny. Oh, well, no fighting between us two. No, we just, we'll yeah. just take the family rings from each one. That's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, so my Shadowhunters one, my last one, is Simon Lewis. I love him. I just... You know what? I'll admit, I didn't like him to begin with. I didn't. Oh, I really, really was team Jace. I was like, Jace. I love Jace. Um, but then after we after we got over Clary, I was like, you know what? You're a top notch guy. I really mm. like you. And then he's just everything I want in a boyfriend. He's nerdy. He's cute. He's got glasses. He's got dark hair. He's um, the best. I love him. He's just. Um, did I tell you what he was? No. He's a cheeky chap. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> He's very. Yes. He's just those. He's just. He's just like always got those one-liners. He doesn't know how to manage in a situation without cracking a joke. He can't be serious. He doesn't know the meaning of the word serious. 
Um, yeah, he's, I just he's, he's fantastic. He's just for me, he's he a bit of a disaster. Best. He doesn't always make the right decisions, but <laughs> he's right. His heart is in the right place, and he just tries best. And I love him for that. And he's just my favorite. I love him. I'll treasure yes. him. We stand Simon in this house completely. We love that boy. He's so great. Uh, yeah. Okay. Who's next? Who's next? Um. Oh my god, I've got fucking Murtag from Aragon. Uh, why have you, Daddy... you put the thing and then put no? <laughs> you put that. Did I? So we... Yes. <laughs> and you were like, no. Why would I okay, put so... that? So we, I didn't put it. Unless it's them ghosts. We have a shared yes. notes with our boyfriends on them because that is the level we are at. <laughs> Um, and it says Murtag Broody Boy. No! <laughs> so I don't know where that came from. I assume Danny put it on there. Um, but he, yeah, he is Broody Boy. He's kind of, he's the, that darker character, which is all mysterious. So, but not to the level of Dangerous Daddy, where he's kind of revered because he's not he's kind of just mysterious and you don't really know why um yeah he's great did you say he was from aragon i think he's from aragon no yeah no i just didn't know if you said yeah. that he was from yeah aragon yeah, yeah, yeah he's from aragon yeah. yeah i didn't i doubted myself for a second there i was like yeah <laughs> yeah no he's from aragon the inheritance cycle uh, which we are planning to do a reread of and then a full review because we are team aragon in this house. Yes. Yeah, he's, he's a good one. I used to fancy Myrtle really badly, so I completely get why he's on your list. Um, a lot of mine are from my, my like, teenage years, and I feel like I just haven't grown out of them. Oh my god, so mine don't. <laughs> Speaking of, my next one is Percy Jackson. <laughs> he's obviously a um, cheeky chap. He's just yes. the epitome of cheeky chap. Like, I mean, that kid had... He was just so witty. His his personality was, like, so attractive to me. I didn't even care great. what he, he looked like. I was like, I just love Percy. <laughs> he's just so... He's just the best. He's, like, funny. Always just making the best out of a situation. I love him. My favourite, him and Annabeth were goals. Literal goals. I love him. Oh, Your turn. Yeah, man. Okay, oh god, we're, we're bouncing back and forth. Yeah, we actually need to speed through because we've been talking about our boyfriends for a while. Um, yeah. So, I've, I've got Lord Azrael from His Dark Materials. Um, I'm sorry, yours the, are so random, it's so funny. They literally are. But they're, this, and he's a dangerous daddy, this is the problem. They're all dangerous daddies. Um, especially in the book, because basically the way he's introduced is kind of this far-off explorer who Lyra can't really talk to because he's very distant, uh, always scowling, lol. Um, and he has a very interesting character journey, which I'm not going to go into because Danny hasn't read them yet. Um, and I don't want to spoil her anything. Um, but yeah, just say daddy issues galore. Um, if you're gonna, <laughs> if you're gonna simp, then Lord Asriel's your daddy issues. Dab. Yeah. Dilf, 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 dilf. Oh my god. <laughs> Do you want to go on to... Oh, your next one's good. Uh, 
Oh, yeah. Next one is Kaz Brecker from the uh, Six of Crows books by Lita Bardugo. He's just the ultimate broody boy. This guy, oh, Jesus, he's had a lot of trauma in his life. <laughs> and he is just really, really hiding behind his his bad attitude with for this trauma. It's, it's, it's bad. I won't tell you much about it because Deadly has not read them yet. Okay. Um, but yeah, just this boy's had a traumatic life, and he's he's like a he's a gangster, and he really does hide behind that like f- f- facade of being like facade. a badass. Like nothing bothers me. He's just you know like an ultimate badass. He's a bit like a Peaky Blinder. He gives me Peaky Blinder vibes. Like that kind of brood. He's like, oh, I'm a gangster, uh, okay. I'm badass. You know what? I, I just find it really attractive. Yeah, yeah. he's a broody boy, yeah. 100%. I get that. Good old Peaky Blinder vibes. Uh, yeah. So, my next one. Why are all my call outs? Danny. <laughs> um, you my choose next one, them. I, my subconscious chose them. I am at the whims of my brain. Um, uh, My next one is Count Olaf from A Series of Unfortunate Events. Um, <laughs> Which is a major lol. I also love Jack Snicket from Series of Horse Friends, which is a little bit more appropriate because he's Nathan Fillion. Um, but Count Enough again falls into that kind of I'm making my sound myself sound like someone who just loves murderers, but he kind of has he's but he I don't know, he's again dramatic. I think I have a thing for like really dramatic people. Um and he's always in a different costume and really has a flair for things and he used to terrify me as a child um i was like oh my god no um and then uh i think probably it was during the the netflix series with neil patrick harris as him i was like oh he's fantastic like he is such a parody of what an actor is um and such a kind of maniac that i'm like yes absolutely and it also helps that my favorite character is esme squalor uh, and they they're like they go together as kind of like an evil duo, um, hmm. so it it, it works. I yeah, because Daddy also needs to read and watch series of unfortunate events, so I'm not gonna not gonna divulge. Um, but they're they're kind of like a almost like Team Rocket, like a a bad oh, duo right. that can that literally have so much hijinks, but it never goes right. Um, <laughs> Amazing. But, but they're they're a lot more murderous, and it's great. It's and they're always in different costumes and like crazy outfits, and they run a circus and they evade a hospital, and yeah, it's really good fun. Um, huh. and yeah, he's he's on my list, but also yeah, Jacques Snicket, uh, who is a secret agent in the show, who is Nathan Fillion, Nathan Fillion with a pencil mustache. So that's all you need to know. Oh, well, well, speaking <laughs> of duos, who both on my list is James Potter and Sirius Black um we're getting two out of the way we're going two at a time now um (laughs) so James Potter is definitely a cheeky chap he's like a joker he doesn't know how to be behave he doesn't know how to not make a joke even he doesn't read a room and he doesn't know when's not an appropriate time to make a joke obviously um well this is one taken from fan fiction because we don't know anything about him from the books but I've gone for Sirius Black to be a dangerous daddy because I fancy mm-hmm. him when he's a when he's dad age as well. To be honest, Gary Oldman, fair, 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 fair. could rail me, 
<laughs> oh my god. We've definitely like, named here, it. Be like, um, <laughs> yeah. We've named this episode right. Definitely. <laughs> You're thirsty. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just gonna have a drink. I'm just gonna have a drink. <laughs> Go for it. Um, oh his flag is just the love of my life. I love him. I'll always love him. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I mean, himself, serious. Really. We all know why he's attractive. And again, another one with the dark long hair. Yeah, the dark long hair does it. I have a okay. type, obviously. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's better than mine. Mass murderers. Um, it's all, yeah, because literally, my other like, in terms of like anime and film, I love like Anakin Skywalker and like yeah. So we're we're just not going to open that can of worms. Um, oh my, my next one is Lorcan from the Throne of Glass series. Uh, we definitely should have grouped these, but hey ho. Um, Lorcan, at the start, I was like, I hate him. Absolutely not gonna uh, deal with him. And then I loved him. And that kind of enemies to lovers trope is great. <coughs> oh, sorry, I've got something stuck in my throat. Um, yeah. And his kind of how he interacts with the lead is really really kind of opens him up as a character and you get to see different layers which is great and that kind of dangerous daddy exterior melts away yeah a lot of the mm. kind of sarah j mass characters are uh uh-huh. yeah actually it's mostly i i don't really have anyone from akatar um not really i mean i like mm, lucian no. enough um, I like Lucian in the first book, but after that, not really. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Your... Good choice. Good choice. Mm-hmm. Um, my next one is... Um, Hunt Athalar from uh, Crescent City. Yes. He's dangerous daddy. He's old. Oh, he's a badass. Textbook. He's pretty, pretty sure they were like, he's a legend. He's a god. He... Was this something the other? He's badass. He's got muscles upon muscles upon muscles. He's like scowls a lot. You know that that dangerous daddy scowl. That's what we're going for. <laughs> um, he's just hot. I don't know. I just love, just love him. Like his personality. You know mm. what? He could t- he could talk to me. Do you know what I mean? Like you just <laughs> something about him is attractive. Just want him to talk like, down to you. Foot fetish and all, I'll look past it. Oh my god. Yeah, and you know that's not like me at all. I don't like that. No, no. But hey, her heart uh, wants. Something about him. Okay, <laughs> last one last one on my list is Marco from the Night Circus, uh, who is my only cheeky chap. No, I've got a thorn as well. I haven't got any soft boys though, or gentle gems. None of us have. Oh, we do. You do, Thomas. He's not a gentle gent, he's a broody boy. Oh, Thomas Thomas, other it Thomas. Says yeah, gen. Thomas Lightwood. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, Thomas Lightwood. I was looking at Cresswell. Um, oh. Yeah, so Marco is uh, in the Night Circus. He is there. The main plot is about two uh, magicians, and he is one of the two. And his kind of style of magic is a lot of trickery and. Uh, illusion um, and the kind of how the story progresses he gets he shows his affection in very cheeky ways and I really love it and he 
I loved The Night Circus, so I listened to it as an audiobook, and the voice uh, actor that they had for him had quite like a husky uh, voice, like a very always kind of soft spoken. Um, yeah. And it was really, it made, because it was, he was kind of being cheeky, but also was really kind of calm and husky. Oh, it was amazing. I was like, this is an audio experience. Um, so yeah, and that's, that's, I think that's the end of my list. I can't, I, I mean, I've already exposed myself enough. Um, if you want to expose. Yeah, I'm going to do, my, I'm just going to do the last two. I'm just going to mm-hmm. do two at once. Um, so my last two are Nikolai and... Um, King Nikolai uh, Lanstov from uh, uh, Burst and mm. then um, Tyler Jones from Aurora Rising, and I'm grouping them together because they're both cheeky chappies. They're both um, very similar in the way that they are. Tyler Jones is a captain. Um, Nikolai's like a bit of a privateer he's like a, a prince he's a, he's ro- uh, royal and he's he's they both like come up like they're in a position of power but they're fun with it they're fun they're they're admirable they they get on with their crew they're not like dictators that they're funny they care they've both got some personality you know it's not like your traditional like ruler who's like really stone-faced and you know they're they're fun they're funny. They've got great personalities. Mm-hmm. I, I love them both. Um, they're both great. blonde, which is Ooh, a little bit different. Diverting. Yeah. Really, really had dark hair, <laughs> apart from Fred. Oh, it's either it's either dark hair, ginger, or blonde for me. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly dark hair. Oh, yeah. the two are gin- there's two ginger and two two dark hairs. But I'm gonna quickly look at mine and see uh, what mine are. Mine are all dark-haired, except all white. Dark or white hair, literally. Oh, my God. They literally well, are. What, okay, well, type. that's something. We have types. We do. Fun. Um, we have definitely rambled on way longer than we should have about this, but we hope, you, <laughs> we hope you enjoyed uh, these rambles. And definitely hit us up on Instagram, uh, your basic, with your book boyfriends, because we want to share the first. We... Yeah, share uh, your boyfriends and tell us what what bit they who they fall into. So if they're a broody boy yeah. or a cheeky chap. Yeah, we'll we'll do a post with yeah. the the four different categories, and you can comment underneath uh, the day this podcast comes out. Um, and yeah. so what we're going to do next is our currently reading or book of the month, kind of something we recommend or kind of. Uh, would like you to read or you could read along with us yeah do you want me to go first yeah you can go first okay so um a book that I read this month I've got I'll do two well I read a book series um which I should have written I should have read a long time ago it's very well known book (laughs) book series called A Darker Shade of Magic by V.E. Schwab um I'll read the the blurb for this one. It says, Most people only know one London, but what if there were several? Kel is one of the last travellers, magicians, with a rare ability to travel between parallel Londons. There is grey London, dirty, crowded and without magic, home to the Mad King George III. There is red London, where life and magic are revered, then white London, ruled by whoever has murdered their way to the throne. 
but once upon a time there was Black London, dot, dot, dot. Um, it was phenomenal. The book series was, I just couldn't put them down. Like I read them so fast. I think I read all three of them within a week and oh the God. last one is hefty. So that was really a massive like push for me. And I'd just come out of a reading slump, so it really got me back into reading. They're so fast paced, they're fun. The main characters are just so interesting. I loved all of them. Um, I'm desperate for more. And I just found out that she's writing three new books for that series. Oh my God, really? The same char- well, they has different characters in, but there's, it does have the old characters in as well. And I'm so excited to read them. They amazing. were amazing. I couldn't recommend them enough. They sound really good. I've heard, obviously, uh, about them for ages, no, but never read them. But they sound yes. fantastic. They're so good. You would love them. Like you just, it, it has um, a, a queer romance in, it's queer oh, characters yes. in. We love. Um, really, f- just really great character, like characters that um, don't necessarily, um, they're not like they don't really conform to like gender norms and stuff. Mm. So it, it's just really great. Um, like like there's POC characters in there as well. It's re- yeah, it's just really great. I really loved the story i love the characters it was a great world and mm. um, a really good concept as well so i really do recommend that cool um do you want to do your next one yeah i'll do mine and then you can do your second um so mine is i've literally been finishing this book for like over a month on audible um but it's the stalking jack the ripper series i still literally have like 20 minutes left um but i know kind of i'm at the point where it's kind of wrapping up um, so I can recommend the series because I've absolutely thoroughly enjoyed it. It's the, yeah, so Stalking Jack the Ripper series by Kerry Maniscalco. Um, I will read the, uh, blurb on the first book and then I will do a quick spoiler-free review. Uh, okay. 17-year-old Audrey Rose Wadsworth was born a lord's daughter with a life of wealth and privilege stretched out before her. But before the social teas and silk dress fittings, she leads a forbidden secret life. Against her stern father's wishes and society's expectations, Audrey often slips away to her uncle's laboratory to study the gruesome practice of forensic medicine. When her work on, uh, on a string of savagely killed corpses drags Audrey Road in, into the investigation of a serial murderer, her search for answers brings her close to her own sheltered world. The, sh- the shocking story twists and turns, augmented with real sinister period photos, will make this dazzling debut for author Kerry Maniscalco impossible to forget. I literally stumbled through that, but the the books are fantastic. Um, as Danny said, she recommended them to me because she said that they were like so me, um, and they are so me. Uh, so it's as as it says, it's about a kind of a Victorian high society uh, woman, girl before her coming out, um, kind of uh, pursuing forensic medicine, and it's based around the time of Jack the Ripper and kind of follows forensic medicine at that time and being a woman at that time. Uh, and it's really progressive and really interesting, really diverse, really beautifully written as well. Um, and it has Thomas Cresswell. So what more can you want? Yes, I agree. Definitely read it. If that's something you sound like you would like, it's a really good series. I loved it. Um, so I'm glad you liked Too Deadly. Yeah, it's, it's literally um, up there probably with my bed- favourite series. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Go ahead. Don't, don't worry. Um, so, speaking of Deadly, um, the book that I read this month as well that I cannot 
stress enough that everyone needs to read is A Deadly Education by Naomi Novik. Oh my gosh, I loved this book series. This book, it's the first one what I think is going to, well, I hope, because it left it on a bit of a cliffy at the end. <laughs> it's going to be a series. Um, I'll read the blurb to you. It says, Enter a school of magic unlike any you have ever encountered. There are no teachers, no holidays, friendships are purely strategic, and the odds of survival are never equal. Once you're inside, there are only two ways out. You graduate or you die. L. Higgins is a unique is uniquely prepared for the school's many dangerous da- dangers. <laughs> she may be without allies, but she possesses a dark power strong enough to level mountains and wipe out untold millions never mind easily destroy the countless monsters that that prowl the school except she might accidentally kill all the other students too so Elle is trying her hardest not to use it that is unless she has no other choice honestly this book was so good if it's it's about magical school um it's about they got it didn't get good reviews the book didn't have really great reviews which made me a bit upset but it is the first one it's got a lot of world building and you're getting to know the characters and I honestly think that this this series is going to be really good the main character Elle she's so witty and funny and she's if you're British you'll really appreciate like the way she talks it's like very British I can't even explain like not That's it. oh my god not in a way that Harry Potter not in a way that Harry Potter's British like oh oh I'm really well spoken it's <laughs> oh, like crumbs. she's from Man- yeah. she's like yeah oh bloody hell she's like very she's from <laughs> manchester she's like really like she's oh like northern so she's like the way she comes across like the way she acts she's like she doesn't give a crap she's great um it's so good i just really loved it definitely definitely read it it's not too long either um, yeah it looks really yeah, you, you said it to me like her- it looks really good oh. yeah if you if you like harry potter and you're looking for something a bit different that's got like magic and it's it's not like Harry Potter. It's not the same. The magic is different. It's it's not it's not the same. But it's if you you're looking for something magical about school yeah, and like to fill that kind of magical it, school it's, void. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's this is. I definitely recommend it. It's, it's really good. Uh, yeah, I think that brings us to the end of this month's episode. Yeah, it's you're been thirsty. A fun one. <laughs> <gasps> it I has. Yeah. Can't we just exposed ourselves like this, uh, and it's only episode two. So welcome along for the ride, guys. Exactly. Um, like we said last episode, if you've got anything you want us to talk about, please let us know on Instagram or Twitter. We are at your basic podcast. Um, yeah, or you can um, comment on our YouTube as well if you are watching there. Let us know. Um, please do comment and like and subscribe and follow us on Spotify and yeah, just let us know what you think. We love the feedback. Yeah, completely. And it's been really lovely to have such a response just from the first episode. Um and we we are here to discuss things you like. Yeah, completely. It's been mind blowing. I'm so thankful. Yeah, we, we were just really happy with the way the first episode went. So we hope that this one has been just as good for everyone. Yeah, and uh, we we hope to do more. Well, we will do more, and uh, we will see you guys yeah. next month. Yes, we'll see you next month. Bye. Bye. Bye.